Hello and welcome to Eavesdropping at the Movies. I'm Mike. And I'm Jose. And today we're talking about a film that I've chosen to watch. On uh, <laughs> you make it sound like it's you, you know it's never happened before. Because <laughs> well, Jose, you, you might remember a little while ago, we watched four films of your choice. That's we right. Watched a few Michael Curtises. That's right. Essentially, um, and so in retaliation, I said, right, well, I'll get to choose some at some point. Well, it's not retaliation. <laughs> it's just like in return. In return. Yeah. I'm returning. You to make them. it sound like a crime to have seen these films. <laughs> so, um, and I and I didn't pick any. I, I the, the films I've chosen are not you know a particular director or anything like that. Mm. Um, they're just kind of four films that. Well, one of them is Hook, which is just a film I like really, and mm. so I want an excuse to watch it. Okay. Um, the others are films that are interesting and maybe not everyone's seen. Well, The Insider was a bit of a hit. But it's interesting to revisit it. And the other two are going to be The Passionate Friends and Divella, or The Wave, which is what we've watched today. That's right. From 2008. It's a German film. I saw this uh, when it came out at the cinema. I saw it at Warwick Arts Centre, because I was at uni at the time, and I went on to see this. And I knew a little bit of the backstory to it, because it's based on a true story to uh, an extent. Um, you, I don't think, knew anything about it? I knew nothing of it, no. You'd never heard of it? No. Um, so it's uh, it's called Divella, or The Wave. It's directed by Dennis Gansell, written and directed. Um, and Whom I've never heard of before either. Nor had I. It's based on a 1967 um, experiment that was conducted in a California high school by a teacher called Ron Jones. Right. And uh, so there will be spoilers coming up just really in the description of, uh, of the experiment as it took place, because it cleaves reasonably closely to what is supposed to have actually happened, where... This teacher, he found that his students couldn't really get their heads around why why something like the Third Reich would have happened. Mm. How fascist uh, kind of movements and ideologies could be seductive or appealing. And he, over the course of a week, as it is in the film, um, came up with a movement. He called it the Third Wave. In the film, it's called The Wave. Where he got students to... Say his name before, you know, like, like I say, you call me Mr. Jones. Mm. You know, you stand up to answer questions. You'll sit in order. You'll wear your... And this sort of thing. And found that it very quickly kind of spiralled out of control. Mm. And that these kids who sort of thought, how can, how can anyone be into fascist ideology? We're super cool hippies. Discovered that over the course of a week, um, they got really, really into it. Yes. In the film, it goes on to a, to a dangerous extent. Didn't do so in real life but he did need to shut it down after a week yes it's interesting transposing the story to Germany I think because there's this extra level of like obviously they had a very famous dictatorship and the way that the way that it's kind of introduced in the film is these kids are supposed to be taking a lesson a a, a project week and the topic is um, autocracy and obviously the third right comes up very quickly. And what they say isn't how can anyone be into this, but it's just like we've been over this. Mm. You know, these kids are have they've heard all the stuff about the third yeah. right and they've done it to death. So they kind of feel like it could never happen here again. We've already had it. Right. And that's what the motivation is in a way for the teacher in this mm. to um to to you know players to do the same experiment. Yes. Well to do this exercise. And the idea the is a yeah. pedagogic one is to show how easy one could lapse back into that mode of thinking. Um, and then, of course, it kind of spirals out of control. I think the film is very good at um, 
showing the utopian dimension of such a project. It's funny how it makes it... You really get how seductive it is. Yes. I think. Um, how, yeah. You, it's very appealing. So all of a sudden you're part of a group. You have an identity. You feel protected. Uh, you feel supported. Right? Um, mm. And so the film kind of begins by that. And then it kind of begins to show all the, the other little niggles that, you know, that some people feel excluded or harassed or... Mm. Yeah, um, so you see that kind of beginning to develop as well. I, th- I, th- I thought all of that was very good. Um, and there are people as well, there are characters who see it turning bad very early on. There are, there are a couple of characters who leave immediately saying, this is weird. And they kind of come back into the fold when they see that, that there's something that could be fun about what's going on. On the other hand, there's a girl, uh, Caro, who is in it for a few days, but she isn't really happy with it and she does leave. Yeah, but actually I think her motivations for that are not... Ideological. Uh, yeah, mm. she just doesn't want to wear what everybody else wears, or, you know, she uh, she likes being the center of attention, and all of a sudden she's not. There's something greater. So yeah. I think the film is, is, in a way, quite good at showing the complexities of all of those things, actually, and the mixed motivations that people have. Um, so I quite liked it. I thought some of the things kind of didn't come together for me very well. So, for example... You know, the conversation at the end between the school teacher and his partner, where all of a sudden it's about, you know, him not having been a success and, you know, this all going to his head and so on, right? I mean, actually, I kind of, I never quite felt that this was going to his head or that it was a personal power project for him. Um, it's been, uh, yeah, it's based on the idea that the teacher, who's played by um, Jürgen Vogel, who I don't know from anything else, but he's very good in this. Mm. Um, he seems to have, he's an anarchist, really. I mean, he, the, the kind of the setup in the film is that he wanted to take the class on anarchy for a week, yeah. and this stuffy old teacher has got it and won't swap with him. And the teacher sort of says, I think you're a bit, in, bit too much into anarchy. We don't want the kids learning how to make Molotov cocktails. <laughs> so, he gets, <laughs> so he gets stuck doing um, the, the autocracy yes. uh, class. And, also, and then the suggestion as well is that the kids have joined the autocracy class because they figure it'll be a blow-off because of him. Yes. You know, he doesn't like, they, they can call him by his first name. They don't have to call him uh, Mr. Wenger, as his yes. name is, which is what he makes them do. Um, you know, he comes in wearing anarchy t-shirts and band t-shirts and all this sort of stuff. He listens to rock and roll. Yeah. So, you know, and and there's talk about how the, the the other teachers talk about him behind his back. I think he's kind of believable. Like, he is, I mean, he is of a sort of unprofessional extreme, but you can kind of imagine how a school might have ended up getting saddled with this guy because they wanted someone who had, like, political sort of... Um, well, he talks about his background is political science. And physical education. And physical education. So they wanted someone who could do that, and they ended up with this guy who was a bit off-kilter. Yes. Um, and he's not, like, crazy. He's just not down the line. Well, he's someone, he says, you know, that... I mean, he lived in Berlin, and he was in anarchist groups, and he lived in a... Uh, how do you call it when you take over a desert A squat. A, a squat in Kreuzberg, right? Yeah. I, uh, I, I think what stands out most for me is the actors... Uh, you know, who are very, very good, uh, and surprisingly so, because this is a real ensemble mm. of, of, of young people, right, uh, who are, you know, obviously have been very well directed, they're, they're, they're very good and very believable, and, and so on. Uh, and it has a real sense of energy and movement, and yeah, I think it does all of that very well. 
I don't think it's a great movie though. No, no, it's not a great movie. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it up as one. It's, it's not. It, it doesn't look interesting enough. Although there are some um, kind of aspects to his visual design that are good. Like for instance, in the classroom, you get these shots of sort of sort of angled up at the teacher and then angled down at the students convey. The status, basically, between them, that he kind of is their leader. I mean, he is their leader because he's their teacher, but then he's the leader of this movement as well. Mm. And um, and you do get you do get these shots that um, strike you. I think like when when they've all decided they're going to wear white shirts and, and jeans, and then you come in next morning, and there's this shot of everyone's there, sat in rows wearing white shirts and jeans. You go, shit, man, it's actually happening. I know, but the thing is that it conveys the information visually. Yeah. But it doesn't convey more than that. Like, there was nothing about the shot itself that was interesting or symbolic of something else or better or... Yeah, kind yeah. of... It was it was very pedestrianly kind of composed. Yeah, and, and, until the, when it really tries to do that is right at the very end of the film mm. when he calls the students um, for... And it's become this huge movement now with a few hundred people in it. He calls them all for a kind of emergency meeting about the future of the wave into the auditorium. And as he emerges out the the auditorium... You see from behind in the kind of curtains part, and you're looking at the back of his head, and then you see this, mm. and it's basically a rally. What's what he's come to, and mm. then he starts delivering like a Hitler-like speech. Yes, you know, only to try and um, undercut it, undercut later. it, and say, "Did you see what happened here?" And I, I'm not crazy about the ending of the film. No, and it drags um, on for too, far too long. I, I think there are elements of the film that do kind of. I mean, I don't feel any of it drags. To be fair, but uh, no, the ending drags. I think the yeah. you know. Uh, all those shots of him being arrested, of the students, oh, the, of, yeah. you know, I think the ending drags on too long. Yeah, that, yeah the, that You know, is, they yeah. should have ended the film way earlier, way better. It just seems to meander to an end after the shooting. Yeah. There are elements of the film that I think uh, are too openly mechanical. Like, you see the cogs turning. Yes, very you know, much. Kind of the various characters that represent things. So you've got, like, Caro and her boyfriend and how he's into it and she's not into it and their relationship is broken apart by it. And then you've got the other girl who represents the interest and who's in it. And also... And the disturbed boy, you could see where the, he was heading the character a mile Tim, away. who cleaves to the movement very, very early on mm. and is, like, right into it and he's answering all the questions in the right way and he's... Um, suggesting things and he like finds a place in this movement and he's like and as you say he's kind of like a Columbine mm. kid you know you're kind of you're worried about him and, um, and when he gets a gun I mean it gets kind of it has a good effect but it's also very obvious like, if you think that gun is sort of um, not going to feature in the end you're crazy like, yes. the film kind of does go down quite obvious parts yes. with him um, though you, you did you were a little shocked when he um Shot himself in the face. Yes, though I expected it at the same time. I mean, yeah. I think I'm just a good audience. The film has issues in that respect, but um, on the other hand, I do. Uh, with apart from him, apart from the the disturbed kid, as you say, I think everyone is believable. All the characters yes. are believable. I mean, what I liked watching most about it was not just the progression, because. The structure is basically um, the class is introduced on Monday and then you basically, you know, see the film is broken up into, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and the finale is on Saturday, right? So I like that whole structure. I like the way the the themes develop very much. Um, It's quite poppy. It moves very well and it's very interesting to see. And it certainly demonstrates that case well about, you know, the appeal of fascism. 
Yeah, so you can see it unfolding. And actually, the interesting thing about it is that it seems quite progressive, right? So, you know, it's all anti-globalization and, you know, kind of uh, um, uh, 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 they're, they're, they're raging against kind of, you know, the richer getting richer and the poorer getting poorer and rights being eroded and they're anti-Bush and, yeah, like kind of, you know, the, the, <laughs> the film unfolds in ways that you think, oh, how interesting, right? You know, uh, uh, and yeah, before kind of leading yeah. you to, you know, what some of the other effects of that are. So I think, you know, how the film makes that complex is kind of, to me, really, really interesting. You can't see an American teen movie, which is what this is. This is a high school movie, mm. right? Kind of being this smart or this aware, yeah. So I liked that, and I also liked the fact that you got a sense of what, you know, high school life in Germany in 2008 was like. <laughs> like, I was fascinated by odd things, like how adept students were kind of using Photoshop and things like that, right? Like, kind <laughs> of, you know, or the amount of computers that were in the, yeah, and photocopiers, and how students had access to those things, how they could sign up for them, the drama club, right? All of that kind of interested me in a way that had little to do with the movie except the movie did it very well in creating a context for you know what, what yeah. the, its theme and I think that's also part of the, the underlying idea of, of sort of um, so so at the start when they introduce the lesson they're talking about autocracy and they're saying what does autocracy mean what, what's involved what do you need all this sort of stuff and one of the students suggests um, you need unhappiness yes uh, uh, lot of unemployment and kind of social unrest. Yes, inflation um, said as well. Injustice. Injustice, that's right, social injustice. Yeah. And, of course, you kind of take that, you go, yeah, that's, that seems pretty reasonable, but then this kind of community is seems fairly well off, like there's no one who's really kind of in any... Um, uh, there's no, no one in poverty or anything like that. There's a couple of kids who have kind of broken families no, they come from. But there, are, there are little hints of that. So, because one of the lines at the end is, let's forget about class, let's forget about race. And actually, the film does show you how being part of a movement like that means that those differences are a race. So there's the, the kid who can't afford to buy a shirt and that someone else buys it for him. You know, there's the guy who's a Turk, yeah, who yeah. all of a sudden it's, you know, not thought of yeah he's part of the wave he's no longer the turk yeah right so i think kind of the film is, is smart elements, in that. i guess but um it does seem to me like ultimately this is gen generally set in somewhere where the, the kind of the world that the kids are describing as as fertile ground for fascism to develop is not really the world that they live in and and what the film ultimately is trying to show is that it's it's much more seductive than that. It's, it's interesting setting it in a school as well. I mean, mm. obviously it came from a school in the first place, but um, as you kind of suggested, like with the, you know, the, the Turk and, and um, the poorer kid, the school does have um, these kind of separations in these cliques and kids do separate themselves. And like this whole thing about there's a couple of goth kids that show up after the first mm. day who want in. Um, and that they and the teacher describes them as like, you're wearing a particular kind of uniform yourself, you know. Mm. Um, and what the teacher does, one of the first things he does is separate the seating so that he mixes up the kids and he gets them out of their uh, kind of little social groups. What's most important here is not the individual, but the collective. That's so, yes. you know, the thing about the uniform is, is to erase those differences, but not to erase those differences necessarily in a way that's only positive, right? Because in erasing those differences, you're also erasing people's individuality, 
right? And so the film is very good at kind of distinguishing between those things, yeah? They're kind of at showing both the benefits and the cost of, you know, um, allowing yourself to be seduced, you know, by those ideas, right? Um, and I think the fact that it kind of depicts the appeal and the benefits and the excitement and the solidarity and the, you know, the feeling protected and all of that is kind of, um, it's very appealing. I mean, I remember reading this thing about, I think, Frederick Jameson in the political unconscious writing that, you know, you can't, you can't understand something like the Third Reich if you're just talking about it in terms of evil. Yeah, that you actually have to show the utopian dimension. Yeah, people people weren't mad. There were there were reasons why they supported kind of Hitler, mm. right? And they had to do with all of the things that this film shows us. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think that's what's so interesting. And I think it's a film, you know, I mean, right now I can't help but read everything in terms of Brexit as well, right? And it's a film that lends itself to a kind of, a reading of Brexit, right? Kind of, you know, here are the conditions. Mm -hmm. Really, there's unemployment or, or you know, people can't live on their salaries. I mean, they keep saying employment is high, but nobody believes it, right? There, it's all these part-time jobs that people meander around, right? And the sense of injustice and unfairness and kind of, you know, I Grenfell Tower or Windrush or, yeah. Uh, so the sense of dissatisfaction. And then the, the other side of that is, you know, belonging to a group which you can take collective action with, which you can feel protected, almost invincible. In fact, you could go up to the roof of, you know, up yeah. a building and spray your logo and basically spit on everyone below. Yeah, the film is very good at demonstrating that, I think. It's yeah, I, I suppose I didn't read it in terms of Brexit, watching it today. I mean, also I wouldn't have 10 years ago. Um, I mean, I thought about it in terms of Trump and... Um, Same thing And, and Red me. Hats. There's there's definitely similarities, but but I mean really in terms of um, the kind of MAGA movement and the people oh. who are super super into Trump. Yes. You know, um, uh, there's there's a movement going on in America in the way that it's, Brexit doesn't have a movement around it in that way. Um, you know, there's I mean the red hat is such a symbol, um, and the kind of and the rallies and that sort of thing. But, and and th yeah, well, well I suppose I'm thinking is... of it in terms of, you know, UKIP, the Tom Tommy Robinson, I mean, kind of, yeah. you know, has analogies. It, oh, it definitely has analogies. Um, sure. But, I mean, well, UKIP have been absorbed by the Conservative Party, to be fair. <laughs> well, <they're>, all <laughs> the more dangerous. Yeah, I mean, I certainly know what you mean. Um, uh, but let's go back to the film as a film. I mean, why did you want me to see it? Well, I wanted to, I, I picked on it because it was... I haven't seen it since it came out. And um, it's a film that I remember being really interested in. Being, being, You know, when it came out, I was pretty surprised by it. Hmm. And um, so I picked on it essentially because I think it's a kind of underseen film. And there's no good reason that anyone should have kind of broken their back to go and see it. It's, it's just a film. But it's, it's a film that stuck with me since I saw it. Yes. You know? Um, the experience of seeing it stuck with me, and I think, and it does something that I think is interesting, which I would really only compare it to um, Starship Troopers, which is which I considered like high praise, which is that it 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 shows you the kind of mechanisms of fascism working in a way that explains and kind of really helps you understand that seductive part of it. Mm. You know, I think the thing, the great thing, I mean, everyone kind of understands now that Starship Troopers is a really great satire on it. It's not actually saying, 
you know, uh, any of the things that it looks like it's saying. Mm. What the film is doing the whole way through is showing you how propaganda and fascism works on you, and it does it by working on you. Like, if you are not into it at the end, yeah. the film kind of hasn't done the job, and I think that's what's good about it. And I think this film does something similar, particularly in that central section where the kids are really getting into it, and they're developing things on their own. They invent the symbol, the, the, yes. the gesture themselves, the salute. Yes. They invent the, the logo, they go around doing graffiti all night. Yes, you're showing them being creative, and, yeah. you know, doing all kinds of good things, like working together, and being, you know having common goals and sharing. It's incredibly seductive at that point. Yeah. And, and at the end of the film, he gets on the final day, the teacher gets the students to write uh, essays saying what their experiences of the last week have been. And he reads a few out in that in that uh, speech where he kind of pretends to be Hitler for a bit. Um, and he reads, a, he reads a few of them out. And they're all saying very positive things. You know, I wasn't part of a group before, but now I am. The things that they say, um, I mean, they really worry you because you think, God, is he... Is he going haywire with this? Because he's only reading out really mm. positive things about their experiences, um, but they're also believable. Like you believe the good that they would feel they got out of this mm. um, week, and as you say, it's kind of it's it's important to understand that because you can't just go people got sort of people get seduced into these things because it's evil and people like being evil. That's not what happens. It's not how it happens at all. It happens slowly, and it happens through not realizing it or not fighting it or thinking you're know, seeing the good parts and not the bad parts. I think the film would have been better if the central figure had not been the teacher. Yeah, like if you'd made, um, you know, one of the teen kids, uh, maybe, what's his name, Max. Um, Do you mean the central figure of the movement? Max Reynolds. No, yes. The, no, the film is structured around the teacher. Mm. Right? So, you know, here's he's how we begin the film, Right? Then it goes on to the teenagers, but he's always you're always returning to him, mm. right? And then at the end, you stay with him, right? Yeah. I think the film would have been more interesting if it had been centered around one of the kids rather than on the teacher. I, you know, just because the teacher is running the experiment doesn't mean he necessarily should have been the focus of the film. Well, he's not quite the focus of the well, film, but he's say, the central character. He's the central character, uh, man, I, I guess. But but there is a whole section of the film where he kind of disappears. I think it is that section that I mentioned where the kids are, are being creative and, and that sort of thing. Like, the, the, there's quite a long time, and it's also that that huge party that they have on the beach. It's a very long time that you don't see very much of the teacher at all, and it is about the kids and their experiences. And um, well, and but that's where well, my themselves. objection to it is because it is about the kids and their experiences, but actually it's structured around the teacher and, you know, the change that he goes through. <laughs> but what I mean is that the, when the, you, when you kind of realise, God, I haven't seen the teacher for a long time. I think that's, for me, that was a, a kind of interesting um, thing to realise that like, um, the fact that it has been structured around the teacher and then you haven't seen him for such a long time. It's been all about the kids conveys how it's, getting out of hand, how it's going away from him. How, yes. You know, the kids are kind of taking it on for themselves. Yes. Um, I think, well, it's all, all I'm saying is if the film had begun with the Max Reynolds character, the, you know, the jock, yeah, the, the uh, water volleyball student, Water polo guy. Water polo guy. And if it ended with him, I, so that you see him symbolically, 
representing the changes that all of the students had gone through, mm. yeah, then to me it would have been a stronger film. So obviously you need to show the teacher and the experiment and, you know, also how it affects them and whatever. You, you could have done that. But actually, the, there's something off kilter about making it about the teacher because it's not. Mm. Yeah. And and really, you have all of the sequences at the beginning, then the the last thing about how it affects him with his girlfriend, and then that long, too long end where you see him being handcuffed and taken to jail and all of that stuff, and you know that glance to his girlfriend. I mean, it makes it seem as if you know the film is the, is now is about him instead of you know about this um, experience in fascism and how it affects all these kids. It's yeah. Mm. My thinking behind this is because I was thinking, oh, in many ways it's a teen film, and you think, well, it can't be a teen film because it's about the teacher, really, right? <laughs> and actually, I was thinking how much more interesting it would have been as a proper teen film, right? Because it kind of almost is, yeah. It, it is. You a mean film like about... if it were like a parody of a teen film, almost like no, if it took no. on that structure? No, I'm thinking that you know the teen film in American cinema is really underexplored, right? So it's always about a particular set of subjects, about falling in love or about being in or about being popular, mm. right? Or about the bullying and the power plays in high school, right? But to have made a teen film about how susceptible we, are, we all are to fascism, <laughs> yeah. that's amazing, right? And this is kind of that, but not quite. Mm. So all those American high school films or teen films you know, they often figure teachers, sometimes as monsters, right? Yeah, so, and they often revert, yeah, so you have the students doing stuff and then it often reverts to the teacher. But the focus, the central character is the students. So I think how much more interesting this exploration of fascism and, and the, its seductiveness and the potential we all have, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of, uh, you know, for, for us to be seduced by it, how much more interesting that would have been if the focus had been on you know, on on the students, on it as a teen film, rather than, you know, on it as a drama, uh, you know, that on which the teacher is the central character. Yeah. I'd say something else you wouldn't see in American cinema is the way that the film treats, or its attitude towards sex and sexual kind of openness. Yes. Which is only a small thing, really. Um, but, yeah, it's kind of struck me, like, you've got the teacher and his girlfriend slash wife, not... not too clear on the relationship but they live together and uh, she's another teacher at school and she's kind of heavily pregnant and um, he's working on uh, kind of get, making the movement more more whatever hardcore more Nazi basically one mm. night at home and she comes up behind him and she's like I've got an idea why don't we and then she types something on the computer and she browses to a sexy nurse's website you wouldn't see that sexy nurse's website show up on an American screen I think not in a similar sort of film I was thinking know. actually of the other incident where you know, the teenagers are clearly having sex. It's particularly accepted. The young man stays over with the young girl's family. And, you know, the young boy is in some ways much more interested, actually, in sitting down with the father and watching the football, you know. Uh, but there's kind of like this relay of, you know, where the parents are getting... This is the other one I was going to bring up. She, the, the, the daughter the, slash girlfriend, says, come upstairs, we need to work on our project assignment. And he goes, what project assignment? And like, clearly it's code for, well, let's go upstairs and have sex. And the dad just knows this. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, go on. Why don't and, then, and he goes off with the wife saying, why don't we work on our own project assignment? Yeah. And, like that, and, no, and actually, the, then it turns out that she did g- genuinely want to work on a project assignment. And like, he's disappointed in not getting any. But 
that, that again that kind of sexual openness of the dad just just knows about it and the mum knows about it yes and it's like it's cool that it's, acceptance they're 17 you know, 18 whatever yeah the teenagers have sex you know um, yes I like that very much as well anyway let's wrap it up reasons to see this film it's inter- it's very entertaining I think um, I think it keeps your interest um, it does have its issues with the end but it's a kind of a slightly novel intelligent um drama that you slash almost thriller kind of where things spiral out of hand and i think it has some real tension in it yes. and real stakes i uh, i i very much recommend it as well so it's not a perfect film but it's a really fascinating film and it grabs you uh uh it makes you know um, it makes very good points it's kind of you know what what it's about is interesting and you know kind of the energy and verb and also, intelligence uh, with which the story is told uh, is very appealing. Uh, and, you know, for those who are just uh, interested in, in actors like myself, it was really fascinating to see Max Riemelt uh, and also uh, Max Mouth from... Um, well, I, I, if you've seen Bridge of Spies, he's the young lad who... Tom Hanks talks to, but he's also been in Homeland. Homeland is what I was thinking of. So it's really wonderful, you know, to see these actors that you recognize from um, elsewhere. So uh, Max Remolt is from Sense8. And to see them as very young performers. I mean, mm. you know, it's 10 years ago. They, they would have been in their early 20s or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and it's just kind of interesting to, to, to see them kind of being quite good, uh, you know, but, 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 but uh, their younger selves, right? Um, so that to me is always kind of one of the appeal with the appeals of, of films is to watch actors and to watch actors unfold and sometimes you're watching them not in a chronological order right but yeah kind of I think you know seeing yeah. the performers uh, is uh, another reason or seeing these particular performers which are already well known to us is another reason to see this movie yeah and I think like I say ultimately that, that, that the way it conveys the seductiveness of fascism and the kind of things it, it, it can offer people that get them into it um, is is interesting and I think you know it's I guess it's a it's a contextual element but the fact that it is set in Germany is interesting in and of itself I yes. think the particular response that the German students in this film have to speaking about uh, autocracy and authoritarianism is really interesting because it's one of this weariness that we've got oh, do we have to keep going over this yes and that that is that's really interesting. Just just to, even it's only a couple of minutes that they really do that, but it's to see their reactions when they do that is fascinating. Yes. So another reason to see this film. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening. We are eavesdropping at the movies, and we are on uh, iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube, um, Facebook, and Twitter, and eavesdroppingatthemovies.com. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye. <laughs>